0: Yo, I'm Will Blackman, and this is Upsets and Underdogs presented by WinBet. Week 8 was crazy. The Saints defeated Tom Brady and the Bucks down in New Orleans. The Steelers took down the Browns in another crazy AFC North matchup. And the Jets came back in the fourth to beat the Bengals, which was nuts. All right, so in today's episode, we're going to discuss all the games, break down what happened, and dig into what we can learn from it all. This show is brought to you by WinBet. Week 8 is in the books, and there's still plenty of time to get in on the action. So right now, download the WinBet app and start winning today. Uh, The WinBet offers unique markets like NFL yardage leaders who will be the last team to be undefeated, team exact win totals, and a ton more. Plus, new users can take advantage of WinBet's Bet $1, Win $100 offer. If you bet just $1, you can win a free $100 bet on almost any sport. NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, college football, UFC, boxing, and more. And they're also offering a 200% wager match up to $1,500. For all the details on these offers, download WinBet app now and set the odds into your favor. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at WinBet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where WinBet is available. If you or some of you know has a gambling problem call one 800 Five two two four seven zero zero. All right, out the gate, fresh off of a Sunday. Let's bring in my guy Lamb. Lamb, what's good, my dog? I'm doing
1: alright. Will, how are you, my friend?
0: You know, I'm good. I actually, um, I'm getting back on my my intermittent fasting. Ooh. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm cutting some pounds, man. You know, I, not that I feel bad, but you know, I'm in the two twenties, which is I've been like that for the past year. I I do want to slim down. I need to get this TV body right, so I'm trying to get lean. That's I'm into routine. the
1: intermittent fasting too. Which one do you do?
0: Um, I go from, I guess eight to twelve. I stop I stop eating at eight, and I start eating again at twelve. So I got I got three hours on my end before I have my first meal.
1: That's very similar to me. I like doing 6 p.m. I stop and then I eat at 10. But it's so hard, man, because I do jujitsu in the evening and I'm rolling around for about an hour and a half and I am starving when I get home. Well, that's
0: why you got to carve up before you go, man. I got to see that's You got to you got to learn when and how to do that stuff.
1: Listen, man, you're a, you're a professional. You're former professional athlete. You got to put me on to these carbs and what I got to do to have some energy. Man, you don't got to be a pro athlete to be disciplined.
0: But anyhow, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of health, Derek Henry. I mean, I looked at my notifications this morning and it was everybody was talking about Derrick Henry's possibility of being out probably for the season or maybe for a month. Um, so that is interesting. By the way, he's a tough dude because he, he hurt us for early and then he got back into the game and finished that game off. Um, but man, that is, that is a huge blow to that team, bro. I think he's, I think he takes up damn almost 80% of that offense. Uh, we talked about it a few weeks ago, like, you know, who, who really is the MVP, who is the most valuable player to your team? And it is, and I thought Derek Henry in that case is, and for him to be out, that is going to be a huge adjustment for Tennessee. And you think like, okay. They got AJ and Julio, and they should be okay. But both, I mean, AJ did play his tail off, but man, Julio's been injured, man. So that's going to be super interesting, man. That is, uh, what do what do betters look when when situations like this? Like, what is their what is the thought process?
1: So that that's a great question because he plays a position that is historically not really that valuable against the point spread, right? But this dude is an anomaly, right? We've talked right. about how important he is to his team and what he means to his team. You know, close to seventy-five percent of the offensive production comes through him. And then factor in now with when you have Julio and AJ Brown out there, you can't really stack the box because you got these guys on the outside too. So it just makes everything a lot easier for Tannehill in that offense. And Will, you're right. They are the top seed right now, currently, if the playoffs were to start tomorrow in the AFC and He's one of the few guys, Will, who I think moves the point spread because of how valuable he is to his team, excluding the quarterbacks, because we know when the quarterback is out, the points completely sway in the wrong direction.
0: Yeah. And his injury is a, they're calling it a Jones fracture, which is something that I experienced. Actually, I broke my, it's the fifth, the fifth metatarsal of your foot. I had a Jones fracture, my very first mini camp ever my rookie year i remember i was i left uh school because um i had to go to minicamp camp and i had to go back for graduation after minicamp. camp and i was covering greg jennings in the slot and i remember i just took off and just started running and all of a sudden i heard a loud pop and i just went to the ground i was like damn like what was that and i tried to get up and walk and my foot was totally ruined um so i broke the fifth motor on the outside it took me about probably two months to get back you know um, to get back from that, so as long as the surgery is done right, um, I did a bone graft, which is I'm sure, which is kind of like you rough the bone up uh, to add some healing to it and it makes it more sturdy. So hopefully he can get right. I'm sure his pain threshold is higher than mine, and he'll get back soon enough. But let's start things off by reviewing our picks from last week. Unfortunately, we've got to do it, Lamb. we got to do it. Um, so here's how we stand. <laughs> I went two and one last week. I almost had a three, oh situation, but man, the Colts hurt me. I picked the Colts, Pats, Cowboys. My underdog of the week was the Lions. And good gosh, like what happened? So, so far I'm four and four with that. Um, my favorite pick of the week was the Vikings. So I'm five, I'm five and three on my favorite picks. My overall record is 14 and 16. I'm just saying, Lamb, how'd you do?
1: Well, now, after this nightmare of a week that I put together, <laughs> we're both tied, Will, 14 and 16 on the year. I told year. you I was creeping up, man. You I were told you creeping. I was creeping. <laughs> you were lurking 16 on the year. You were creeping. You were lurking. Oh, what a nightmare that was for many, many reasons. Three and five on the year. And then the Vikings were my underdog pick, five and three. And you know what, Well, I felt really strong about the Vikings because at the time that we were recording, we actually had the Vikings with the points. And then right. the Dak news comes out and then the Cowboys closed as a three point on the dog. So that was a full six point swing goes to show you what the value of Dak was in regards to your question before about what Derrick Henry means to the point spread Dak close to a seven point swing. But still, the Cowboys won outright their game in Minnesota.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting um, re- reason why I was pausing beforehand because Dan Olofsky, he he put out a tweet saying like this was a statement win for the Cowboys, right? This is a statement when they are the team to beat in the NFC. And I was like, is this a statement win for the Cowboys? I was like, ah, I don't know. Are they the team to beat in the NFC? I definitely agree with that. The reason why I'm saying I don't know if it was a statement win is because I said all year long that the Cowboys are for real. They are a good football team. I feel like a statement win is for teams when the jury's out where you don't know you know you're not sure about them and that they come up with a win to like let you know like we are legit they lost close to the bucks the first game and ever since that they just been like smacking teams left and right you know to put them in position and i said before they are for real they are legit if anyone's gonna beat dallas it's gonna be themselves i said that over and over again so that's why i don't think now it it proved like yeah they they can handle adversity but the team is that good where they're able to make up for certain mistakes yes they went in the road yes they you know turnover battle was interesting but they're just that good of a team okay so let's jump into our upset breakdown uh this is where we dig into the biggest upsets of week seven and after that we will crown our upset of the week so upset number one Which is not surprising, but it is surprising. The Saints beat the Bucks 36 27 as a plus 190 dog on the money line. Um, Jameis gets hurt early. And then Trevor Simeon comes in. Uh right now the Saints are three and oh versus Brady, which is why I said it's not surprising that they won. You know, because they have they have their they have Brady's number. Um and it's also in division. They just know what to do. The Saints, they have the type of defense where they can create problems for Brady, and they have done so. However, the Bucks did beat them in the playoffs. Um, Brady breaks another record uh, for the time he's thrown for t- three TDs uh, or more in a game. But those picks did hurt, especially the pick six at the end. It's funny because at the end of the game, you're like, okay, Plenty of time for Brady once again to do what he does, and then boom, he gets bitten um, by a pick six. Uh, right now, Brady is two and four versus the Saints since Sean Payton became the head coach. So it is interesting, man. Um, this, was, you know, this this would have been a great game to pick, but you just felt like you just felt like Tampa was just hitting hitting you know, the right stride at the right time. Like it was like okay, now they kind of found their groove. They know what's going on. But, you know, if you if you understand history, man, this is where people could have made some dough. This is where I probably should have paid more attention to this matchup. Yeah, the Saints,
1: they they've had the number of Tom Brady since 2006. Like you mentioned, 2 and 4 is Brady against the Saints when Sean Payton became the head coach of the Saints. Obviously, the team has transitioned a lot For throughout sure. the, the year. But uh now the Saints are 16 and 5 in their last 21 home games, will, and this is a spot usually that I should have been more aware of because, again, we bet numbers, not teams. But this situation here, when the Saints play at home, crowd noise and having Brady's number, sometimes the answer is right in front of us. but right. We're naive to the fact because we saw the Bucks blow out the Bears convincingly covering a double digit point spread and then coming down to the wire. Did the Saints on Monday Night Football and well, as I'm watching that game man, I think this would be a great, great question to pick your mind. He throws the pick to Williams and I'm yelling get down get down and then it turns into a pick six, right? Should he have just taken a knee there or DB you see the end zone you going for it?
0: Um I think at first he he wasn't sure then he just saw like he saw a lane, you know, and the the, the thing is it's kind of good that he scored because anything can happen. Right? Anything can happen. So you you want to put the game away as far as possible because who knows, a fumble snap, anything crazy can happen. And Tom Brady still has enough time to go down and score again. So, um, you know me, man, you get the ball. Go, go, go get it. Now, it, it helped that they were like close to the end zone. If he was, he hopefully he didn't Fair take point. back like 99 yarder. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we can say what we want. They got the victory. It was what it was. So there you have it. <laughs> All right. Let's get into our upset number two. Uh, Steelers beat the Browns 15 to 10 as a plus 175 dog on the money line. Uh, this goes back to, you know, what Haley said, man. She was like these AFC North games, man. Like they're dangerous. You just don't know. They're super dangerous. Um, Steelers just came out and they just, they just, they just dominated uh, from start to finish um right now um Pittsburgh is 13 4 and 1 um in the last 18 games against Cleveland uh which is you know I mean like you said they just owned them OBJ is not getting we're going to talk about OBJ in a second okay cuz I <laughs> trade deadline is what next Tuesday or is it this Tuesday This week yeah it's this week Oh wow it is phew. Um just one target for one target for six yards. One target. That is nuts. Uh the Browns scored 10 points on five drives that just that reached the Steelers territory, including no points on the last two drives. Um Miles Garrett gets another sack on Big Ben. But it's um gosh, man. I just I don't know. This Cleveland team is so interesting. I just feel like is it Baker? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I just feel like with with him, he kind of. I've been a. I'm I'm still a Baker fan. I've been supportive of Baker. I love his. I love his like his mindset. But I just feel like he's like he's feeling the stress. I feel like he's playing as if he's feeling the pressure, and you can just see all the things that he's doing in terms of like forcing the football or doesn't know where to go or making careless throws. You know. I love his toughness. I love his character. But right now, I I even even talking right now about it, I feel the stress of Baker. And it's so hard to play football when you are under that amount of stress, because what happens is that stress causes all kinds of anxiety. And then when you have anxiety, it's hard. it's hard to be at your best. And then sometimes anxiety can roll into some crazy depression. And when you're at that depression state, it is hard. You can't function. You're at you're at a situation where no matter what you do, no matter how positive you are, like things just won't go right. And I just feel the pressure of like, OK, you know, he's, he is he going to be the guy for the future? I think he still should be. Um, but, man, it, it is super tough and it's just trickling all over the place in terms of the production of the offense. You know, Nick Chubb isn't healthy, so he's not running. Uh, as well as he should have been right now kareem hunt obviously that's a big deal and they really weighed heavy on those two guys so man it just you know and then jarvis making some you know uncharacteristic drops in mm-hmm. that game which was great because he's you know you think of guys who have l- legit hands outside of deandre hopkins you look at obj you look at jarvis those two guys making circus catches the whole career so man what are some takeaways from this game Seven of the last
1: nine times these two teams played in Cleveland, the game has been under the total. And again, 15-10, well under. You were chilling throughout the whole game. Two offenses that have struggled all year, Will. I feel like we sort of saw this happen, and obviously it's easier to say after the fact. I want to push back a little bit on the Baker take that you have because I don't see it, man. I don't see it. I think Baker, Mayfield, and the Browns, They strike me as it's been so bad in Cleveland for so long that they finally found someone who treats them good, but still isn't treating them as best as he can. And it's one of those situations where it's been so bad for all these years that now they have someone who's at least stable in the sense that he's out there all the time. He's missed what two or three games. So stability is very important. But I just don't see it, man. He's been surrounded with all this talent, the running game, weapons. They fired up on the defense, offensive line, a top minus. You don't see what two. exactly?
0: Like him being the guy?
1: I just Yeah, I don't see him being the guy. And I think by default, he'll be the guy because what else do you have, right? Like there's always, oh, we need to get a new quarterback. We need to get rid of this guy. Well, what's behind him? What's after him? What can you replace him with? And I just don't see it with Baker. I think they're going to, be going through the motions with Baker just because it's been bad for so long going yeah, but through I, the motions I with Baker with just because right, it's been it bad for stability. so long
0: he, I I still think he is a good quarterback um but it's just this is going to be an important we'll see how the rest of the season goes you know it's we're still in the middle of it but you look you look at them before they had no stability they had you know that long laundry list of quarterbacks i mean you go back to you know their last 10 win <laughs> season was outside of last year was 2007. After that, it was like four wins, five wins, four wins, five wins. You know, they had an interesting year in 14 where they went seven and nine. And then right in 17, they went zero and 16. And then Baker comes in, they go seven and eight, you know, with some promise, seven, eight, and one, six and 10 last year, 11 and five. But that was due to the health, Um, you know, and right now, you know, they're, they're sitting at, well, I think four and four it is, but, you know you it's you can i don't think there are any other prospects out there to your point that's where they can go ahead and move on maybe they give him you know a, a 3 year respectable you know franchise quarterback type of deal um but that's also team friendly cuz you know you, you got to keep shoring up some things around there <clears throat> you know there's a help too that john johnson got hurt so that was a big deal for them too so it's interesting man i just i just feel the stress of him like man just Just trying, he's just trying so hard. I don't see him like cool, calm, and collected. That's why, like, when he got knocked to the sideline, he bounced back up with like crazy emotion. He was fired up, man, because I'm sure he just feels like that, you know. And so that's that's interesting, man. But we'll see what happens. But yeah, Steelers, they Steelers—they're actually Steelers are annoying. Because yo, yes. That's a that's a <laughs> yo, I couldn't agree you just, with you more. That's the perfect word for them. They cause you just don't know. It's yeah. it's kind of like they pick they pick which games they want to turn up for. You know what I'm saying? Um they 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 just pick which ones. It's like okay, you know, it's almost like they need motivation. Versus like we're just gonna come out there. I don't care who it is, we're gonna beat them up. But hey, this is a division game. We're gonna come out here and let y'all know what's up. We own the Browns, and I think that's kind of what happened. I thought about that watching again. I was like, bro, what is up with what is up with this team, man? Like, they're so damn confusing. Oh boy. All right. <laughs> Let's go into our upset number three. And our guest, our last guest, Darius Butler, called this one. He said there will be no more undefeated teams after Thursday night. The Packers beat the Cardinals 24-21 as a plus 175 dog on the money line. Now this, this is a statement win, okay? Mm. This is a statement win because despite Green Bay playing very well, we still weren't sure. And then you hear all the news, no Devontae Adams, you know, no MVS, no... Joe Barry, the coordinator, every, everybody's gone. Everyone's out. And it's like, man, and Arizona is just running through teams, doing whatever they want. Green Bay comes through with the win. I don't care how they won. I don't care what the refs did. I don't care about the about the pick at the end where A.J. Green didn't turn around and see it. I don't care about that. They got it done. Um, and they got it done on the ground. I felt like I felt like Arizona went into this game like, okay, we still need to stop Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Okay, they have that dude over there. We still need to stop him because he's capable of doing whatever he wants. And Green Bay came out and ran the football, ran the football. AJ Dillon had seventy-eight. He had sixteen carries, seventy yards, and they were some. They were seventy-eight bruising yards. Okay, I mean, it earned was, yards, it earned yards, and was just stunning people. I seen, uh, was it Hicks that tried to hit him and just boom? It's a and this a big boy, it yeah. is a big boy. And then you get, you know, um, Aaron Jones, who's funny because he doesn't look big at all, but he's strong, and he is he's explosive. You know, twenty two touches for one hundred and ten yards and a TD. They just ran it on the ground. This was Kyler Murray's worst game too picks and no tds and i know this because he's on one of my fantasy teams and i got nothing out of the dude uh man and this is this puts we talked about you know i understand aaron didn't like play outstanding but just him alone his energy his effect is what put this team in position and really good job by lafleur man just overall just a really good game plan uh for green bay to go in there and do that and it's funny because for some reason anytime green bay plays at arizona we get something nuts yeah we get something crazy right we get the 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 pick Uh, when aaron kicked the football up in the air at the air it was like 54 51 something crazy like that arizona picks it off to win the game we get the hail mary and we get the blind pick at the same time so what are some gambling takeaways from this game Aaron
1: Rodgers, without his number one weapon, the best receiver in football, Devontae Adams, since LaFleur became the head coach, 7-0, and Will. No way. You talk about him being that dude. That's when you know you have that dude, right? How many teams, how many quarterbacks, Will, do you think in the NFL can afford not having their number one go-to guy and can just continue to dominate? And not even number one guy. He was out his top three receivers. Alan Lazard didn't play in this game either. And he has a higher points per game and QBR without Devontae Adams. That's now I'm not wild. gonna I'm not gonna sound crazy and say they don't need him because I'd be a fool, but it just puts it into perspective just how great Aaron Rodgers
0: is. Um really quick. <laughs> this is live in action. Uh the Broncos just sent Von Miller to the Rams. No, <laughs> For oh, my
1: God. That 15 <laughs> to one ticket is looking sweet <laughs> for,
0: two, for two second day draft picks. Wow. Of next year's draft. Damn, bro. <laughs> that is nuts.
1: Where are the oh. Rams finding all these picks,
0: bro? I don't know. I don't know, man. But you got Vaughn and Aaron together. That's going to be interesting. Wow. That's going to be interesting. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. All right. <laughs> let's get into You got any questions for me after I just dropped that bomb on you? Dude,
1: I can't tell you how excited <laughs> I am as someone who's financially invested in the L.A. Rams to win the Super Bowl. You just you made my whole Monday. You know what? I don't even care about Owen three yesterday. Well, this, <laughs> I'm back, baby. I'm back.
0: All right. Let's get to these ads. <laughs> this show is brought to you by a win bet. OK, and we got some breaking news. Oh, uh, we wrapped up week 8 of the NFL season. So, what are you waiting for? Download the WinBet app and start winning today. Plus, new users can take advantage of the WinBet Bet $1, Win $100 offer. If you bet just $1, you can win a free $100 bet on almost any sport: NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, college football, UFC, boxing, and more and they're also offering a 200 wager match up to fifteen hundred dollars lamb do you like anything that you see on this app on the wind app this week
1: oh yeah we got some champions league soccer cooking up this week will That's and right, one of my favorite things week. one of my favorite things to do in soccer when you have a big favorite very similar to mma and boxing when there's a big favorite how do you make money on them well you don't want to bet them outright because there's no value there. So let's take a look at Real Madrid to win by 2 goals or more at home in the Bernabéu against Shakhtar plus 170. Real Madrid needs this game after losing at home earlier in the Champions League campaign. I can see Real Madrid with a nice 5-1, 4-1 kind of victory.
0: Yeah, and then there's been a couple of managers that have been sacked this week. So I think Tottenham just sacked theirs, and Barca. Yep. Man, it's been it's been crazy right now uh, with that. So thanks, Land, for all the details on the offer we mentioned earlier. Download WinBet app now and set the odds in your favor. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call one eight hundred. 522 All right, let's name our upset of the week. The Jets are, they were 11.5 point underdog. They beat the Bengals outright 34 31 as a plus 420 underdog per win bet. Mike White. <laughs> the franchise Yo, the franchise you always get one crazy game like that I'm sh- I'm sure too they were like they're already like bums Mike White is not going to do anything and he comes in and throws for four bills I was excited because finally finally Michael Carter had his breakout game the uh, North Carolina rookie running back had over a buck 60 and a TD and but this is what he's capable of. This is like what he showed in college that he he can do. Um. So this was really really cool, and this was this was a really bad loss for Cincy, uh, simply because after their last win, it was like, all right, you know, now now let's go let let's make this happen. And that's those are teams right there. Like I said, where the jury is out. Like can they can they sustain success? Can they now just like, okay, we're legit, let's put it on teams, let's make it happen. Bengals came in, overlooked the Jets, was like, we're going to go in here and win, leave. Bengals aren't that team to do that yet. They can't just walk up in there and be like, we're going to win and get up out of here. They're not that squad. Um, And everybody just did not play well. So, man, what do you got for this game, Nick? Because... There was much other <laughs> than the Bengals just dropped it. Dude, there's a term in sports betting
1: called the, uh, the sandwich spot, right? Where <laughs> and I, I could new go new for a sandwich right now,
0: too. But, well, it's basically when I can go for a sandwich. I'm fasting right now <laughs> when
1: it's a three game stretch and that middle game is kind of overlooked or underappreciated. Right. So you look at the Ravens last week for the Bengals. And then this week coming up in week nine, they play the Browns, two division opponents. And sprinkled in the middle, the meat of the sandwich, you got the New York Jets, who have been getting blown out. They don't have their starting quarterback. And I don't know for the life of me why everyone was taking the Bengals. I was not on the Jets. I'm not going to flex that I was on the Jets. However, everyone that followed me on social media or anyone that asked me about this game, I would just say pursue with caution the Bengals are not worthy of being a double digit road favorite. That's yet. what I'm saying. What have they done? This isn't this isn't the Bucks. This isn't the uh, the Packers or the Rams to go on the road and have the support of the public. So this was a clear stay away. I just couldn't believe the line all week. It was a pursue with caution approach for me, well. It's
0: because they put 41 on Baltimore. That was the problem. They put 41 on Baltimore, and they're like, okay, they got the Jets this week. Okay, they got to put 40 on them, too.
1: Yeah, the look-ahead line for this was Bengals minus three. Then, to your point, dominate the Ravens. This entire week, it's can the Bengals not only win their division, can they make a Super Bowl run? Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. And then here come the Jets. Again, this is the second time will the Jets win as eight or more point underdogs at home, once against the Titans and then now against the Cincinnati Bengals.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, that's, <laughs> that's just wild to me, man. I'm, hold on, I'm trying to look. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair because you look at the Titans, right? They beat the Colts. They got two division games, but in between those two division games was the Jets.
1: <laughs> hmm. Mm-hmm. yep and now you look at the bengals right ravens right. jets now you got the browns ahead <laughs> right <laughs> nfl's weird bro NFL's nfl is weird, so weird dog yeah, Will, so i want to ask you i want to ask you this last thing about this game got? man what's the what's the morale as a player when you're going up against a backup quarterback
0: you i mean i'm sure you you blitz but again it depends on like i said the identity of the team you know what i mean um you go into the game, like, for me as a player, it's like, I'm just, I'm a, I know what he's capable of, but I'm still going to, like, just do my job and and play how I play. Especially for corners, it's more of, like, I got to win my matchup still, you know? At safety, you're like, okay, what what is this guy capable of? And you kind of, like, it's almost like how mayweather boxes it's kind of let me let me find out what he's going to do in the first like two or three rounds especially when you don't have much film on a quarterback like that you know let me see what he's going to do what he's capable of and what helped you know i mean it's crazy though 400 yards pass it i was just you could say the ground game helped but he threw for 400 so it didn't even matter and, dude, you know 37,
1: I mean? <laughs> 37 of 44, two drop passes by his
0: receivers, too. Right. Like, this dude lit them up. He was up. slinging the right, and he ran one in. No, he caught and one. He, That's what it was. He caught
1: one, yeah. Every, all the quarterbacks at met life, man. Daniel Jones last week. Mike Davis, uh, Mike White this week, just catching, catching passes.
0: That's the whole deal. Yeah, so it's like that, man. You just, if your team is is built like that, if your coach, your coach has to send a message, too, man. You got to let it know, like, look, man, like, we we gotta go ahead and just absolutely blast this dude. Don't play any games. You see how Bill does it. Bill Bill's trying to take heads off. Okay, backup of quarterback, rookie quarterback, new quarterback, young quarterback. Don't matter. He's he's coming after you. you. Second year Herbert. You see what he did twice last year and this year. Let's go. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> take him apart. So. That's kind of how it is, man. Uh, I would, we were fortunate when we were in Green Bay because, like I said, you know, if far was down, our back was Aaron Rodgers. Good luck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Enjoy so, that. <laughs> enjoy that. No doubt about it. All right. So that's it for today's show. Next episode, we will be previewing Week 9 games and some fights canelo plant is coming up this week and uh making some new picks uh this has been upsets and underdogs presented by WinBet. bet do not forget to subscribe throw us a rating and review and tell your friends follow me at will blackman on all social media platforms nick where can they find you
1: nick day is 10 on twitter and instagram
0: all right man catch y'all next time thank you